0: On this episode of the Trauma-Informed Podcast with your host Jeff Friedman, I have a very special guest, Faust, aka Sober Faust, and um, Fausto is a um, is a person in long-term recovery, and he's also a. Uh, an advocate in the community and a case manager in Orange County, California. But one of the unique things about uh, Fausto and why I really uh, felt a special connection with him is that he's a uh, a jump rope guru. And I've been uh, jumping rope myself for for over 10 years, but he's a real beast on the ropes. And uh, it's been very integral to his uh, sobriety that he really... uh, Became passionate about jump roping, and uh, particularly jump roping now has really blown up in the quarantine. And uh, it's a really easy, simple way to get fit. And there's a great community with it. It's something that's um, pretty accessible to everybody. So listen in to hear my juicy conversation with Fausto Castellones, aka Soberfaust. Thanks a lot for joining me here. If you want to get started a little bit about. Telling about yourself, how, where you grew up, and um, how you feel the place you grew up in, how it influenced where you are today. I grew up in Orange County, California. There's not a lot of oranges, though, in
1: Orange County <laughs> anymore, at least. And it was nice. I grew up normal, mom and dad, apartment complex, normal kids, skateboarding, handball, went to school. And then my parents got separated when I was young, and... I think that kind of played a part in shaping me, right? Having the parents separated. In school, I felt very academically stupid, I would say. But I didn't want to say it, right? I was too insecure to say anything. So I lied my whole way through school, cheated on tests, moved up. Went to middle school, high school in Orange County, dropped out of school. How uh, old were you then when you dropped out? I was in ninth grade. So I was like 14. And uh, around that time, too, is when I got introduced to alcohol and and, you know, marijuana and, and drugs and the harder drugs came into the picture. And that's what started to really shape my my future, you would say, was the experiences that I had in those environments that I was in due to growing up with um, a dysfunctional family. I didn't really understand that until I got older, though, that I had a dysfunctional family because that's all I knew.
0: I where are your, really- where are you, Where is your family from?
1: That's from they're both from uh the u.s my dad was born in mexico but he was he came to the u.s when he was like five okay so yeah just california family mexican is the background but yeah
0: but it's funny well it's not funny but the similarities well i'm in south florida but but i feel like kind of the two there's other places but with two of the real sobriety hubs of, of the u.s so south florida and Southern California, and I've even heard the same people. None of you ever heard this before. I recently came up, part of the people said that Orange County was like the Florida of uh, California. Have you ever heard that before?
1: Oh yeah, that
0: yeah, oh, is. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yep. Anyway, well, so okay, so after that period, what where did you go from there?
1: That, that time you were just going, Yeah, I, I, I think I went a lot of places. I have the a tendency to kind of like obsess over things here and there going from being, I want to be a bodybuilder. I want to be a pro skateboarder. I want to be a professional videographer, not being in school. I was able to party all the time, house parties, party at night, party during the week. It didn't matter. It was kind of just, uh, enjoying the, the process of not having to worry about bills or school. And that's just what my life was. And that led me to getting a job as a, a bartender. I'm becoming a dj i, I kind of got to mix that party life into my work life right and and yeah that that was my life for a while just partying working at a bar drinking drugs chasing materialistic things to fulfill my uh insecurities
0: trying to fix where, where things. what what type of music were you djing house music
1: okay yeah it's so a techno house new disco Ever that's go to my ultra no, I never have. Yeah. I know that's a big one up in uh, Florida. that A lot of people yeah. go to. Well,
0: this year it was canceled, but I've only yeah. been once. And I, I went to college in Orlando. I've lived in the Miami area for about eleven years, but I never, never been since really living here. I wanted to, make it was just so intense. But anyway, but uh, yeah. Any particular favorite? Uh, you still listen to house music at all?
1: Oh, I love house. Yeah. Like, I mean, my favorite style of house. Is tech house, which mm. is more like upbeat house music. You can play like in a coffee shop, yeah. just like background music. And I still DJ. I have my DJ equipment set up in my house, and I'll just like play music for fun. Or when I'm working out, that's what I'll play, some house music.
0: Yeah, no, you probably know him. I mean, he's now more a little bit more poppy, but I remember seeing him uh, in this tiny place in Orlando back in the day, Cascade, and now he just plays these mm. giant stadiums and so. Yeah,
1: he's. Uh, I've seen him live at uh, the L.A. Staples Center. Yeah, I saw him live. Yeah, he's huge. You know and I mean, it's just, it's just crazy how like a DJ, a person standing behind two yeah. things, just pressing buttons, and it's like a crowd of like 50,000 yeah. people. It blows my mind.
0: Anyway, so so you, and and from the, that that period of your life to to getting sober and getting in recovery, what what was that like? Well, you talked something a little bit about that. Yeah. I mean, it was, you know, I wasn't
1: ready till I was ready.
0: I was in my addiction for about
1: 11 years and I didn't get sober till I was 25. And that year was what happened was I had to lose everything just about to kind of fall to my knees and surrender. I had 20 grand mal seizures that year. I was in 15, uh, I had 15 payday loans of debt. And I was in that cycle of like borrowing money from one place, paying another place and just going through that cycle. I lost one of my jobs. My other two jobs are about to fire me. because I started coming into work like just so wasted on drugs, not showing up to work. I started losing all my external stuff from losing the job, being in debt. I'm gonna lose the home, I'm gonna lose the car. And I didn't have no other way. No dad, younger sister, family doesn't have money. I'm in a bunch of debt, too, that I need to pay. And there's all that stuff that was, was coming down in my life. I couldn't hide no more, right? I couldn't like hide that I was using because it's affecting my external life. So I was just so broken, and I, I wanted to commit suicide, I remember. I remember sitting there just thinking, like, man, this is what people must feel like when they kill themselves. Right. And it was scary. It was scary because I, 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 I remember being young and, and stupid saying, oh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to kill myself just to get attention. and stuff but i was never serious being a young kid that wanted attention so bad so it was like scary to experience that like really going on so i i reached out to a buddy of mine that changed he really changed a lot and i called him and i said hey man like i need help i don't know what you did but can you please help me and he picked me up and took me to his house and i was telling him what was going on with my life and and he he busted out the bible and at this point I'm, I i was not religious or nothing. Didn't like, I believe that there was something out there, but I didn't believe like in Jesus or none of that stuff. Mm-hmm. And, uh, he just read some scripture and like, it was something like God gives his strongest battles to his strongest warriors. And, and it was crazy because my whole life I've been trying to find ways to fix myself outside of me and, and stuff. And he read this piece of, he read this book of these words and it literally made all that pain go away. Like everything I felt went away in that moment. Wow. I was like, hi. I just felt high, And and because of that, I went like, damn, dude, did everything happen to me for a reason? Am I actually that like important here on earth? Like was I meant to go through these trials in order to help people? Because my story on the trauma thing that we were talking about earlier is like I was sexually abused as a child. I was mo- I was molested as a teenager. So,
0: those Was it by I'm a like- family member or someone in- or...
1: Yeah. So when I was a kid, it was uh, someone in the apartment complex that I lived in. And when I was a teenager, it was a family friend.
0: Okay. Was it ever, do you ever, was it ever reported or anything?
1: No. So my family knows about the one when I was a kid, but I told them when I had a year sober, but I didn't say anything about the time I was a teenager because I just felt like my mom's not ready to hear that. She has, she got cancer again when I was sober. And and uh, I talked to people who've been through it, and they're like, "Dude, there's no, there's no need for you to tell your mom right now right. the way she is. As long as you're getting the help." And I said, "Yeah, I'm fine with that. I got a therapist. I, you know, I do work on myself. I help people." Like, right. so that's one I just haven't talked about with my family, but everyone else knows that I talked to. And uh, so that moment, yeah, that moment when I experienced that, like all that pain went away, and I just had this idea of like, okay, man, like I, I guess I got I gotta I, I can do this. And I saw AA in a TV show this tv show called rescue me with dennis leary and i said all right aa let's see what this is looked it up went to a meeting and just stood up on the podium and shared everything that happened to me and that was the first time in my life i was able to share it all and, and was that
0: in me- uh orange county too or somewhere somewhere else
1: yeah, yeah that was in orange county at the fullerton alana club
0: and all uh, right uh, And I'm wondering also, I mean, this is a little bit of a tangent, but were you into jump rope before you got sober or afterwards? I jumped rope before I got
1: sober, but Uh I never, I never like was consistent with it because I was always in my addiction.
0: Okay. When did you, so you met Buddy Lee after getting sober or before?
1: uh, After I got sober. Everything that you've seen with the jump rope is after I got sober.
0: Okay. Yeah. And when, when, like, how long ago did you get into like the more serious of the jump rope?
1: The moment I got
0: sober, because the moment I got so, the moment
1: I got sober, I've always been into like fitness on right. and off in of my life. So I had a jump rope in my bag, and I just would go to the gym. Like sometimes I like at six in the morning because I couldn't sleep, and I would just go jump rope in the wood room where people do like the group classes, and right. I would just be in. I'd be in there for like six hours, just jumping nonstop, just trying to get out of my head. And I just, I haven't put the rope down ever since. And it's crazy because the process of that, I didn't realize what kind of skills I had. And right. that's how I started making videos and people started saying, you're really good. And then Jump Rope Dudes did a, a live video thing on me, reenacting my story and did oh, my whole story on and, YouTube.
0: Yeah, and, uh, I don't know. I don't think I uh, have to check that out. I don't know i, don't, I don't come across uh, but
1: The video is called Beating, uh, Beating an Addiction with a Jump Rope.
0: Okay. Yeah, but like before them, I mean, they've actually really blow, blown up the jump rope, but it was more, its I mean, it's still kind of underground, but it's, yeah, it's really, I've never seen it this big, but but that's what I was, what I was saying, like, it was like most people like pre uh, pre all this, uh, the the videos would just do your basic bounce kind of jump rope and maybe some crosses and, and, and stuff like <clears throat> that, but in terms of, I guess also CrossFit kind of made it more popular with the double unders, but... right. Uh, that's what I mean. When did you get in, into all the, the crazy uh, tricks and all that kind of stuff?
1: That's just, that's just kind of how I started. Really? For, yeah. Yeah, because so for me, what, what I did was when I, was when I was 20 years old, so I got sober at 25. When I was 20 years old, my cousin showed me a video of Buddy Lee. I had no idea who Buddy Lee was, right. but, this cousin, but this cousin of mine, I've always wanted to be like him like, since a kid because I didn't have any like, older men to look up to. So anything he did, I did. So when I was 20, he showed me this video of Buddy Lee jumping rope. And I was like, holy crap, who is that? Yeah. he goes, oh, it's Buddy Lee, the craziest jump roper in the world. So I said, oh, okay, since you like him, I want to be like that. So when I got sober, the only person I had to look up to was Buddy Lee. So I'd go on YouTube, look at yeah. videos of him, and I would just watch what he does and then try to implement it. So okay. I literally, that's the style that I, I i got it from. And that's why everything you see me do is those type of things because that's what buddy lee does and i wanted to be able to do that
0: yeah i thought maybe also like is obviously it's but like you you didn't you weren't like a boxer when you're younger or anything like
1: oh no none of that i'm yeah. epileptic so i can never get into training
0: okay <laughs> all right well yeah and what was the experience like how long ago did you meet buddy lee and what what was that like i do
1: you that's a cool story actually so has the jump rope dudes did a story on me? It kind of got me some like um popularity, you can say. And right. um uh, Rush Athletics did a little quick interview on me, oh,
0: okay? Yeah, I know him too. Yeah. I mean, not yeah. personally, but I know the <laughs> stuff, yeah, yeah.
1: And uh, so that happened. And then Let's Jump LA and Nate, these guys that do like uh, they like America's Got Talent and stuff, like that type of like jumping rope. I met them, and once I met them, I um, started to notice there's a jump rope community, so I'll do like, jump rope meetups with people. And I would just tag Buddy Lee to stuff. So I was like, one day I'm going to meet him. I wrote this down too when I first got sober. I was like, one day I'm going to meet Buddy Lee and tell him his jump rope like, played a part in saving my life. And sure enough, man, it manifested through visualization and through belief and through faith. And I remember he noticed me on Instagram one day, made a video of him sitting at a dinner table. Sober Faust, I see what you're doing, man. It's amazing what you're doing for people. Keep on doing what you're doing. So that right there like, solidified, like, whoa, dude, I think this is going to happen. And then sure enough... Uh Buddy Lee's people were doing a jump rope thing in Monrovia in California at a CrossFit gym. So I signed up for it. And Buddy wasn't there, but Chris Rollin was there. That's the guy that works under Buddy. And sure enough, he's like, Hey man, Buddy's been talking about you. Let me talk to you after this. So we talked, and they gave me some ropes. And then I got a phone call a couple months later, and it was Buddy saying, Hey man, um this, first, this is the first time I talked to him on the phone. He's like, hey, man, I've been watching you for this past year. I just wanted to see like, like kind of like who you were and what's going on. And I see what you're doing. You're very loyal and committed. And you're, you really are a good person all around. I, w- I want you to come out to DC with me to do my jump rope class with me so I can get you certified under me. And I was like, holy crap, this is happening. And check this out. When it happened, I was, because I was newly sober about a year, one thing for me was I was in so much debt and I was always been bad at saving money and I don't yeah. come for money. So it was going to cost X amount of money to get there. And I, was like, dude, and I was like, dude, I fucked up. I had this opportunity to meet him, but I don't have any money because I'm an idiot. When it comes to saving money, I owe all this money. So I, I broke down crying. I remember saying, man, I messed up even my sobriety, my behaviors. And... So people saw me and my clients saw me actually uh, and they're like, Hey man, why, what's wrong? I was like, dude, I messed up, dude. I don't want to talk about it. And all these people that I've helped were like, dude, you've helped so many people. We want to help you. So I did, I did a GoFundMe page and all these people that I helped, I raised the money within a couple hours and I was able to buy my um, plane ticket, get my hotel, get some food and pay for the class. Oh, sweet yeah so that's how I met him, and it was crazy because when I met him did the course life changing moment, I saw some people I follow on Instagram, got to meet him in person, and then he hung out with me personally for a whole day and when I was sitting with him talking to dinner, he goes, I just want to let you we were going to pay for everything to get you out here, but then we saw that you are making a GoFundMe page. We wanted to see how far you were willing to go to make this happen.
0: oh wow, yeah,
1: so I was like, oh man that's that's crazy, so yeah, so he's, he's kind scared. of
0: old now, how old is he? he's like in the sixties or is... I think he's, yeah, he's in his 60s, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. And actually, speaking of the L.A. stuff, I mean, one of the, the most powerful, like, uh, L.A. kind of recovery kind of uh, spiritual people I've ever met. I don't know if you're familiar with him at all. The Father Boyle, him? I do not. No, but he's awesome. I mean, he has this whole organization, Homeboy Industries, that you play. heard Oh, of. yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, but uh, I was in LA a couple years ago visiting a friend, and he was doing this book. Um, he was launching this book uh, book tour, this book called, like, uh, I think it's called Barking to the Choir, and I um, forget the rest of the title, but, it, but it's a good book. Apparently, his first one, as I heard it, people say, was better, Tattoos of the Heart, but he just—he just seems to be a really awesome guy, and I went to his his center in in LA, and like he's kind of a celebrity, but I saw he seemed to be like on the on the ground floor, just really working with the 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 clients and stuff there, and I, I really admire him. Yeah, that guy's uh yeah. Homeboy Industries is really cool,
1: and they were trying to do another thing, I think, in Orange County, and I think they have it, but it's called like Chicano something, uh-huh. because Orange County didn't want the name Homeboy out here; and when okay. it wouldn't mix. Right. But yeah, they have <laughs> they have they have something out here too. My the people I work with, because I'm getting my bachelor's right now, in theology, right. and the people I work with, uh, I was I don't know if you've ever heard of Set Free.
0: No, so I'm not familiar with
1: it. Yeah, so Set Free basically is uh, he's like the, we call him the recovery expert, the pastor, because the way he did it was he got a church of eight thousand people of all drug addicts, homeless people started mm-hmm. it, and it, it was all um, never asking for money. No money was ever involved. We never t- tied or anything, and it was just like rock and roll, hip hop. Like the homeless people are the. Usher well, I think lead. I may have
0: saw that you have some videos with him. Is that the guy that you have? Yeah, seen? yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah.
1: So uh, yeah, we do a lot of cool stuff like that. Like the homeboy industry. That's his buddy, the guy that does it. It's a good friend.
0: Okay. Yeah, so we're all connected. Yeah, and I figured. Yeah, he. No, I mean, like a lot of these people I meet, like you read about them, and then you meet them, and it doesn't match up. I mean, he. Right. He seemed to be the real deal to me. The 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 father Boyle. I I really liked him. So, how long have you been doing work in the the recovery community?
1: Uh, I've been working in the recovery community for almost three years.
0: Yeah. So, did you ever do any inpatient rehab yourself, or more outpatient, or just more your own, like the spiritual stuff? And-
1: yeah, I ne- no, I never did rehab. So I literally just first time I walked in the AA, it works for me, and then I just incorporated like meditation, silent detox, going vegetarian, ice bath therapy, traveling by myself, and self help books, motivation, and all that stuff right. works for me.
0: Okay. And I was curious. Do you have any particular? Do you Use the Buddy Lee jump ropes. What what so what type of jump rope do you use?
1: Yeah, I use the uh, my favorite ones. The Rope Master, my yeah. Buddy Lee. So the Rope Master with uh, the white the white rope cord.
0: Yeah, I don't remember the one I had. For the one I had with him was like uh, I just had the it was like a plastic handles. It was red and had like a little bit of the, the foam thing on the handle. I don't remember what it was called, but it was. I think he's probably made better ones since the one I had. I ended up breaking after a while, but yeah, it was one of his older models, the one I had. But.
1: Yeah, it could have been the magic speed rep you had, maybe.
0: But it was like the long handles, kind of like the freestyle handles, was that? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I guess that was what it was, yeah. All right, so your, you said that you're doing like case management work now? Yeah, so I'm a counselor
1: and a case manager. Cool.
0: And where you, in that at the the set free place or
1: somewhere else? So no, I so I currently work at Resurgence Behavioral Health, which is in Costa Mesa, okay, and in California. So I, I work there, but I won't be here starting next week. This is my last week here because I'm gonna go work with the set free people now, doing counseling. or maybe a lead counselor, working with like the clinical supervisor, doing the curriculum and kind of showing them just different ways. Because they seen how I am in the community, I have a different approach when it comes to recovery. And uh, they really admired that, so I'm gonna add my twist to it and see where life takes me.
0: Have you ever been over, Like, well, there's there's one part, part of Florida that's real big with recovery. It's like, there's a few other. I mean, the, the biggest that's kind of um, about an hour um, hour north of Miami called Delray Beach. And have you ever heard of it? But it's like I've heard of that, yeah, yeah. It's a massive recovery community there. But I mean, uh, have you ever been to Florida? Never has. Yeah, but they do some. Uh, they do this one conference every year in Palm Beach called the uh, the moment of moments of change. That it used to be bigger. I mean, it's still big, but like uh, f- for all like kind of some of the dodgy kind of insurance things of the recovery industry. I feel it's not as big as it used to be. But like, uh, but but I don't know what'll be happening with that kind of stuff with the whole coronavirus when when things will go back to normal.
1: Yeah, and uh, how has it been over there for you with the coronavirus?
0: Well, I mean, it's been okay. I mean, I've been doing most of my work from home, so it doesn't, I mean, in that case, it's still been okay for me. And it's just been a little bit, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm I'm somebody that likes to go to a lot of, like, social gatherings, and that's the main thing I really miss about it. Hello? I thought... Oh, no, I'm right here. I thought I lost you, but all right. (laughs) What about yourself? With the COVID?
1: Yeah. Uh, I mean it didn't affect me at all. I my work still stood the same and yeah. I was I was already going to college online so it stood the same to me and I'm the type of person where like my, my people that I help we don't really doesn't really bother us. So I still had people to hang out with. I'd hang out right. with my sponsees to come over to my house. I mean I bought a brand new car. I got a brand new apartment in Irvine. I got a, I got a new job. I mean I'm, all these good things were happening actually for me during COVID. Right. And I don't re- and, and for me like I'm really work on like minimalism so to mm-hmm. me like all these things that got taken away didn't bother me the biggest thing was like okay no gyms because being outside working out you can only do so much i was like okay it's been like six months <laughs> like i really want a gym right. to do more and that's about it the only thing that bothered me
0: yeah i mean like well, what about in terms of like we were mentioning it before like how the how the jump rope uh, i feel i've like i said i feel it's really blown up more during the the, the covens and but- yeah. Yeah.
1: It's been a, uh, yeah, I have seen it blown up a lot. I was looking at like the numbers and stuff and like the hashtag just for jump rope grew like freaking 300,000 posts. And it's, it's cool. It was cool to have that too. Cause you can do that anywhere. And, and it's just cool to kind of see where it's, where it's going. Because I, I would have never thought that jumping rope would blow up when I was sober. Right? I was like, I just do this for, for right. It's like a small community. And then when COVID happened, I'm like, Oh dude, like everybody's jumping rope.
0: You know, what about you mentioned about like the meetups? Is that that's something I would like to do, but I just see it seems like everybody's just doing their like posting their videos on like Instagram, but I don't see any like I I, I yeah, send somebody this, uh, in Miami that does a lot of the DM about doing like a meetup, but she didn't really respond to me about that, but uh so do you you do like meetups with a bunch of people Joe Proper? Yeah, like we've done a couple, like jump rope dudes have done some. Yeah.
1: The people who, the guy's name is like Let's Jump LA and Nate KG. Mm-hmm. And they, they're like professional jumpers. Like right. they're the ones that jump rope since five years old, doing like all the right. double dutch. So they've put some meetups together. But other than that, like the only way that I've, seen, I've been seeing them happen is like if I initiate it. Like, right. hey, I, got, I have like five friends. Hey, you guys all want to get together and jump rope? That's, that's the only way I've been seeing it, especially with COVID where like you can't really right do that. Hard, sure of course so m- maybe when covid's done though maybe they will be like a thing now since everyone's jumping rope but we'll see
0: all right faust oh uh, yeah well thanks a lot for uh chatting with me today any any other like final thoughts you have that you'd want to share with people
1: uh, i think just like if anybody is struggling with like addiction or trauma or whatever it is it's like my best advice is to just know that whether you think you can or you can't you're right when it's you're in charge of deciding how your life's gonna be it really comes down to choice and just know that it's possible to heal because anything is possible. The only thing that's impossible is the thought that something's impossible That's why I think impossible when you break it down stands for I'm possible and um, my four tools I want to give to people is just like one know your God know yourself. Know your enemy and be of service. Those four things will create purpose in your life and purpose will give your life meaning. And with meaning comes passion and with passion comes joy.